The New York Islanders overcame a sluggish start and got help from some hometown heroes in British Columbia, beating the Canucks 6-2. We have our key takeaways, our weekly farm report on all things Bridgeport Islanders, and a lot more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Lots to discuss after the Islanders' 6-2 victory in Vancouver. But first, if you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question for us, a comment about something we've discussed, or maybe a topic you'd like us to talk about on a future episode of Locked on Islanders, feel free to send us an email. The email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And I am also live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So join me for some instant insight and analysis, and it's always great to interact with Islanders fans game time or any time, so do feel free to reach out, whether it's on Twitter, via email, or leave a comment on our YouTube page. All good. Uh, Great to talk to fans and and get to know all of you, because it's great to have you all as part of the Locked On Islanders family. A 6-2 win for the New York Islanders over the Vancouver Canucks. And I'll be honest with you, after the first period, I was not optimistic that the Islanders were going to win this game. They were down one to nothing, but if not for Ilya Sorokin, uh, would have been a lot more than one nothing. And just the, the way the Islanders were playing just looked so much like what we saw on Sunday in Seattle, where they were slow, they were outskated, they were losing battles for loose pucks, and really struggling with their breakout out of their own zone. But in the second period, the Islanders turn it around. They get three straight goals uh, in this game, including one by rookie Atu Ratu, his second uh, and that was sort of the, that was the tying goal early in the second period. And, you know, Matt Martin with a nice play, Ross Johnston with a good touch pass, and then Ratu 
ends up putting the puck home. And I got to say this, Atu Ratu uh, only played 6 minutes and 15 seconds of ice time in this game. Scored the goal, had two shots on goal, ended up being a plus one, uh, and even recorded a hit. But, you know, the kid scores a goal early in the second period. You would think he would get a little more ice time than what Lane Lambert is giving him. I know they're trying to bring him along slowly, but, you know, uh, can't, can't just have him on the ice for six minutes and 15 seconds. I think after scoring that goal and the way he played, I would have liked to have seen Ratu on the second power play unit and just give him a little time. But the big story in this game, the two local British Columbia kids, Matthew Barzal and Parker Wotherspoon. For Barzy, a three-point night, a goal and two assists. He played very well, skated, did did Barzal things uh, as far as the skating was concerned. Scored on his only shot on goal, created time and space, used his speed to create offensive opportunities for his teammates, and just did a solid job. And, and look, Barzy is uh, a native of British Columbia, and, you know, to be there in front of his friends and family, meaningful, he has the big game, and you give credit where credit is due. Casey Sezikis, uh, two points, a goal and an assist in this one, also a team leading plus three, wins seven out of 11 faceoffs. How about J.G. Pajot, two goals, one of them a shorthanded empty netter, uh, but eight hits for J.G. Pajot and six hits for Ross the Boss. Ross Johnston only out there for nine minutes and nine seconds, but six hits in that limited amount of time. And then the other hometown hero, and I think this meant even more for him than it did for Barzy, Parker Wotherspoon, out there, played 16 minutes and 46 seconds of ice time. Again, a plus two, solid defensively overall, and he picks up an assist uh, to earn him his first NHL point. That came on the Sezikis goal midway through the third period. The prettiest goal of the night, got to give it to Anders Lee, a little spinorama action early in the third period to put the Islanders up 4-2. to two. After the first 20 minutes, this was the kind of game that you expect from the Islanders. Uh, you know, a little more aggressive on the forecheck, using Barzal to create time and space by skating quickly through the neutral zone. Uh, a little better at getting the puck out of their zone. Heck, the Islanders even got a power play goal, and we talked about how important it was for the Islanders to get the power play going against a very weak penalty-killing unit of Vancouver. They came into this game ranked last in the league, and J.G. Pajot scoring his first of two goals uh, on the power play. And that made it 2-1 to one Isles, and they never trailed again in the game. Were there some concerns? Yeah, don't like the fact that late in the uh, second period, you end up taking a penalty. Uh, that, that really wasn't too good. Matt Martinoff for hooking, and Matty Martz wasn't, uh, happy with the call, but realistically, uh, even Butch Goring agreed it was a 
proper call. And if Butch is going to say it's a good call, you know, uh, you know, he's the first one to question the officials, especially when a call goes against the Islanders. But you can't take that penalty up two goals with a minute and a half left in the second period. You end up giving up a goal, and that gives the uh, Canucks momentum. And then Scotty Mayfield taking a tripping penalty with 3.40 left in the third period. And the Islanders up by a 5-2 to two margin. That gave Vancouver a chance to get back into it, but they pulled the goalie to go a 6-on-4. Instead of 5-on-4, and Pajot gets the empty netter to clinch it. So, strong game for Ilya Sorokin. He got the start. Varley back on the active roster, but he was the backup in this game. But overall, just a very good performance for the last 40 minutes at least. And, you know, I have to give a shout-out to Ryan Polak, who had an assist, was a plus-one Three hits, but seven blocked shots in this game, playing just a hair over 20 minutes. I mean, seven blocked shots is uh, pretty impressive stuff. Pulak, uh, not afraid to sacrifice his body for the good of the team. And I think, you know, the psychological uh, result of this game also very important for the Islanders because it is such a battle right now in the Metropolitan Division. And to pick up two points, you know, we, we knew the Rangers had already won earlier today. It's a four-game road trip. You're coming off a bad performance. You know you got a couple of tough opponents coming up in, in Edmonton and Calgary. To get the two points in this game, that was very, very encouraging. To get a power play goal, to bounce back from a slow start, so many positives in this game for the New York Islanders after that first period. And uh, just glad to see the team bounce back and play well. We have got a lot more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We have our weekly farm report when we talk all things Bridgeport Islanders, including, you know, many of the team's top prospects. Want to see how William Dufour is doing? Uh, we'll fill you in on that. Uh, we've got that, plus our Islanders' birthday of the day, and some important final thoughts about last night's game. All that and more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football, college bowl season, pro and college basketball, soccer, and of course, the NHL, we've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Heck, if you think the Islanders will build on this win when they head to Edmonton Thursday, go check out the odds at betonline.net. And see how much you could win if you're right. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. And thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Make sure you check out the Locked On NHL Prospects podcast. Daily coverage of the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft. Plus, NHL draft rankings and top prospect comparisons 
for every team. Locked on NHL prospects available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Time for our weekly farm report as we discuss all things Bridgeport Islanders. And, you know, the Bridgeport Islanders still not back on the usual schedule right now after the holidays. I mean, they didn't have, they only had a game Christmas weekend on Friday, played a Tuesday and a Wednesday game last week, and then a Friday game and then off for New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. So two games since we last did our farm report. The first one goes back to December 28th. They faced the uh, the Phantoms and fell in this game by a score of 6-5 to five in a shootout. Big game for Andy Andreoff. He had a goal and two assists. Chris Terry... A goal and an assist, but Lehigh Valley ends up winning it in the shootout by a score of 6-5. to five. Two goals for Bridgeport in the first and third period. Ended up, you know, they were down 5-3 to three with 11 minutes left. Ended up with, you know, two goals in the second half of that third period to earn a point. 22 saves this uh, uh, for Ken Appleby, who made his season debut in the AHL, uh, and two assists for Ruslan Iskakov. But in spite of be going 0-4-1-1 or 0-4-2 in their last six, uh, Bridgeport still fighting for one of the top positions in the Atlantic Division. After that loss, December 30th, the Islanders fall again, this time to the Thunderbirds, Springfield beating the Islanders 6-3. to three. Uh, Two power play goals in this game and a post for Paul Thompson that almost tied the game. But a shorty by Cole Bardro, Arno Durando, and Otto Koivula with the power play goals. 28 saves for Ken Appleby. And uh, that was the end of the game for the Islanders. They are now... Uh, 0-5-2 in their last seven games. Uh, and, and look, why are they slumping after getting off to such a fast start? I think the answer is pretty straightforward. The Islanders had, up until they activated Semyon Varlamov yesterday, six players on IR. So your number one goalie, Corey Schneider, he was up with the big team. Atu Ratu, one of your better offensive players, up with the big team. Parker Wotherspoon, Simon Holmstrom, now injured and with the Islanders, but not available, certainly, for the Bridgeport Islanders. So many players just not able to play, and I I think that's why now Bridgeport has fallen down into fourth place. They're now 14-11-6 on the year, but just... 1-7-2 in their last 10, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that so many players that Bridgeport tends to rely on 
are either injured or up with the big team. Chris Terry now takes over as the team's leading point getter. Eight goals, 30 points in just 26 games. Andy Andreoff right behind him. He leads the team with 17 goals. He has 29 points. Defenseman Samuel Bolduc continues to play well. 23 points in 31 games to lead all blue liners. And Ishkakov, <clears throat> 22 points in 28 games. Eight goals, 14 assists. For William Dufour, 11 goals, 19 points in 30 games. And five of those eight goals have come on the power play. So he's playing well with the man advantage. And, you know, the goaltending, Corey Schneider not there. Jakob Skarek, uh unavailable uh, last couple of days. And then, of course, Ken Appleby comes in and supplements. But now Schneider is back with Bridgeport, and that should give this team a boost as we start to head into the weekend. And this will be back to a more normal schedule for Bridgeport. They have a game tonight, uh, Wednesday at 7 o'clock Eastern time at home against the Providence Bruins. Then Friday night, a 7.05 Eastern time start on the road against the Springfield Thunderbirds. And then Saturday back home to face the Providence Bruins one more time. That's a 7 o'clock Eastern time start. So uh, three games in the upcoming week for the Bridgeport Islanders, and they are certainly hoping to get back on track. They are now in fourth place behind the Charlotte Checkers, uh, who are in third, Providence in second, Hershey in first. So a chance with games, two games against Providence, and uh, one game against Springfield to get back into the hunt for one of those top three spots and, and, and you know, resume their solid play after a very strong start. And now this slump largely due to the fact that so many players are just unavailable for this team. And, and again, hopefully that changes very, very soon. So, Springfield looking to get back on track, and hopefully they will. And look, if you want to check out William Dufour and uh, some of the other Islanders' prospects, go head up to, to uh, Bridgeport, catch a game. You got a game tonight, uh, home game Saturday, and you can see some of the Islanders' prospects and future players right now before they reach the island. Uh, we have got a lot more to discuss on today's show. We have our Islanders' birthday of the day, a defensive forward who was with the Islanders in the early to mid-2000s. Uh, and we've got some important final thoughts about this last game and, and where it puts the Islanders as they look to continue their winning ways in the last two games of this West Coast swing. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and uh, today is the 35th birthday of former Islanders defenseman Brian Strait. Strait, uh, drafted in the third round back in 2006 by the Pittsburgh Penguins, spent three years at Boston University, uh, local kid from Waltham, Massachusetts, 
had good size at 6-1-2-0-6 and made his NHL debut with the Pens in 2010-2011. Joined the Islanders for the 2012-2013 season. Only played 12 games over parts of two seasons with the Penguins. Spent most of his time in uh, with their AHL affiliate, the Wilkes Bar Scranton Penguins. But with the Islanders, started to play a little bit more. Uh, was with the Islanders from the latter part of the 2012-2013 season through 2015-2016. And never played more than 52 games in a year. Never had more than nine points in a season. He was really a defensive-oriented defenseman. After leaving the Islanders, played five more NHL games with the Winnipeg Jets. Actually picked up two assists. And then hung up his skates after the 2018-2019 season which he played for the Binghamton Devils of the AHL. For his career, Brian Strait, 187 NHL games, 6 goals, 29 points, 91 penalty minutes. He did play 16 playoff games, including 13 with the Islanders, and had a playoff goal along with 16 penalty minutes. We look at one of Brian Strait's better games as an Islander December 20th, 2013, at Madison Square Garden. Islanders taking on their biggest rivals, of course, the New York Rangers. Evgeny Nabokov, the goalie for the Isles. Henrik Lundqvist for the Rangers. And this game gets off to an exciting start because there's a breakaway for Cal Clutterbuck. Ryan McDonough of the Rangers pulls him down. And Clutterbuck gets a penalty shot. He scores on the penalty shot, his fourth. It's technically a shorthanded penalty shot goal at 14:42. Isles up 1-0. Then Michael Grabner gets a shorthanded goal. Matt Karkner off for holding. Grabner, his third, unassisted. Islanders up 2-0 at 17:09. Both of those goals being technically shorthanded. But Benoit Pouliot. Scores on the same power play for the Rangers. His fourth, Chris Kreider and future Islander Derek Brassard with the assist. 2-1 Isles after one period. In the second, Derek Dorsett gets two uh, gets a goal to tie the game at 2-2. Th- His third, Dominic Moore and Anton Strahlman with the assist just three minutes into the second. And then with Cal Clutterbuck off for cross-checking Derek Stepan, his seventh from Rick Nash and Matt Zuccarello. All of a sudden, the 2-0 lead is gone. Islanders trail 3-2. But our Islanders' birthday of the day, Brian Strait, ties the game at 11-26 of the second. Josh Bailey and Ryan Strom with the assist. And that is the first career NHL goal for Brian Strait. In the third, the Islanders get a power play chance when Dan Girardi is called for interference. And Tomas Vanek, his 11th, from Kyle Oposo and AMAC, Andrew McDonald. That gives the Islanders a 4-3 lead and then an empty netter by Michael Grabner. His second of the game, fourth of the year from Franz Nielsen and Travis Hamanick at 19:09. Islanders go into Madison Square Garden and beat the Rangers 5-3 for Brian Strait. One goal. He was a plus two, had two shots on goal, and played 16 minutes and 24 seconds. So a solid uh, defensive player, Brian Strait. He 
is our Islanders' birthday of the day. And we wish him all the best on his 35th birthday. Wow. Uh, boy, did the Islanders need this win. I don't think there's any two ways about it. Uh, and now you could say that this team has won four out of their last five. The slow start still concerns me. I really haven't figured out why this team doesn't seem ready to play when the first period begins. And it's something that Lane Lambert is going to have to figure out and figure out soon because you can only rely on comebacks every so often. Look, Sorokin kept this game close. It easily could have been 3 nothing after the first period, but Sorokin played well enough to make sure that it was only one nothing. And, you know, how bad was that first period? Uh, what was it? 12, 13 minutes in, no Islander forward had a shot on goal. And then Zach Parise got two of them shortly after that. But boy, you, you can't have that kind of play. You need to be ready in the NHL to start the game and play a full 60 minutes. That's not to say there won't be stretches of a game where you're being outplayed. That happens to every team. Look, the other team, as they say, gets paid as well. But you've got to do better. You can't just come out flat in the first period and expect to win consistently. And here's the thing. You got Edmonton coming up Thursday. That's the next game. You don't think that Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and Bryant Nugent Hopkins could make it a lot more than one nothing after one period if the Islanders show up and start off flat again? Lane Lambert is a rookie coach. He is, or at least a rookie head coach in the NHL. He is learning about what it takes to win as a coach in this league. This is something he's got to figure out and figure out soon. So hopefully he does that because this team cannot be this inconsistent. But I love the way they played the last 40 minutes of the game and a much-needed two points. Again, get me at least two points more on the last two games of this road trip, and I'll take it. Get me three or four, and I will be ecstatic. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On NHL Prospects, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft. Locked On NHL Prospects, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. That is going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We will be back tomorrow when we... Uh, preview the game against the Edmonton Oilers and hopefully we'll have some injury updates and we need some of these injured players back in the lineup so hopefully that'll happen uh, in time for Thursday but we'll have all the latest and obviously follow us on Twitter for more have a great day everybody stay safe and of course let's go Islanders